Okay, so how uh, or what are what is something a skill or something that you found yourself learning or wanting to do over the last couple months that you wouldn't have done otherwise? A skill or something? Yeah, like not. something new. Like you, like magic. You, I'm sure you're learning all kinds of magic tricks, right? You do. See, you would think that, wouldn't you? But guess how many magic tricks I've learned in the last three months? Guess one. I, I just learned my first. Is it a, because I was is it a good I think, one. It's pretty good. Uh, I think I just got depressed about the fact I couldn't actually do anything on anybody. Although I was doing, you know, and you know this, I did a couple of magic shows for people in my neighborhood in my front yard. Um, but uh, your friendly, your friendly neighborhood magician, yeah, just your friendly neighborhood magician. Um, but uh, but I, I haven't learned a lot. So, so I wonder if there's something else I've, I've done. Um, I did. I got bored and started watching all of the uh, the Marvel movies. So I'm, I'm yeah. going through that. Yeah. I'm doing chronological. Is that, what, what, yeah, how would you do yeah, that? Yeah, we did that. Yeah, would we did chronological, that. like as in like when they would happen in real world, or would you go yeah. release date? What would you do? We we did chronological. Yeah, I'm doing chronological. I just finished Winter Soldier and I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Just started that. So um, so I did that. How many how about this? How many puzzles have you put together? I'm not a puzzle guy, but Wendy is. She's done three or four. She's like in oh, three. See, or we've four. we've done we've done four. Yeah, she's into that big time. There's one just so literally so I could show you like on the thing right here. Yeah, um, I help every once in a while. Um, yeah, but that's funny. I'm trying to think, out, um, TV shows. What was the show I watched? Oh, I tell you what, I've watched, dude. That's been blowing my mind. Some people will listen and will get this. Some people don't care, but uh, ESPN, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, 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 Jeez, yeah, yeah, dude. Like it has been like reliving my glory days of watching like ah, uh-huh. so good, yeah. That's yeah. been really good. That's been but yeah, man. That's I mean, you really learned good. anything new? Anything uh, new? Picked up any I, new hobbies? I had I had dreams and ambitions, goals yeah. of learning new things. Yeah, but uh, turns out turns out I am actually busier when I'm not working in the office. I don't know how about it. Yeah, that's what's been that. You know. Yeah. So. What's it's so what's and here's what I have done. Jody, I've become an expert in setting up my TV in the front yard. (laughs) 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 True story. Like I have it. I'm not kidding. We've, so the the first Sunday we're home, I set up my TV. I'm like, I I can't do this. Like I cannot just set up my, so the first Sunday I invite friends over social distance. We do the social distancing thing. Uh, Bring your own lawn chair. Can't use my bathroom pull up a chair. We were not going to shake hands or anything. So we started doing that. We've done it four or five times now in our front yard. Last week I had 21 people show up. I sent a text to my pastor. It was like, dude, I'm not coming back. Like this is church. He said, you got to have at least, you got to have at least 50. And you're like Johnson's landing Johnson Ferry or whatever, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm in. But, um, but no, man, I mean, it's, it's, and then my daughter, you know, we, um, (laughs) Don't send me an email if you have an opinion about this. I really don't care. <laughs> Just to be clear. Um, but, I mean, we've been not loose, but we probably have been looser than some, you know, from the start. Um, And so, like, right at the beginning, I mean, my daughter's friends, the ones that had parents that were, you know, um, we, we would set the TV up and let them. But on the front end, though, we, they wouldn't even come in and use the bathroom or anything, though. I mean, it was, like, straight right, up. Right, right you know, pull up a chair, watch a movie. And that was all bring your own snacks. You can't share anything. 
And we were really strict with that. Now we're looser with it, you know, but because in Georgia, I mean, after all, Georgia, you know, we're ready to run America. So, um, yeah, that's brand. it's clear. Uh, yeah, it's clear. Uh, so, so yeah, man, but it's been a pain, man. But you're back in the office, though. Some, is that right? You're back. I'm back sort of. full time now. Yeah. We last week, so this, what, what weekend? may are we in like the third week of may yeah um like so the second week of may we went back and you're kind of going in half and half or something you said yeah like uh 50 percent kind of every other day ish sort of wednesdays for sure it was good to go back to the office for me man it was weird like towards that it was weird the like the last the second half of the day i looked at somebody and i said i feel like a puppy dog because every time I see a person, I'm like, oh, hey, hey, ooh, hey, hey, you want to yeah. talk, you want to 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 talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, person, I want to talk to a person. So, I went, uh, so I went back for a week straight because I was the pastor on call. And our offices are like in two sides of the opposite of the building. So like the north side and the south side. I was the only one on my entire side. And there was like, nobody around that's creepy or lonely yeah it was awful it was awful but then this week has been better this week it's there's other people there so it's fun but i brought so much home because i've been working from home so like that first day back i I looked like i was going to camp like i had backpack and laptop and carried it all in it's funny you say that this is no no joke i'm not even kidding jody and you know i've not talked about this but so i knew i was going in on a monday to go back over the weekend, because I did not want to go in Monday and have to reset everything up. So right. over the weekend, I grabbed a laundry basket and filled it up with my extra monitor, my uh-huh. keyboards, uh-huh. my everythings, and carried it all up there, cleaned up my office, set it all up, got it all so that on Monday morning I could like start fresh. I mean, I had to. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. You know, it was just wild. So, yeah. It's been weird. So, well... Hey, that's Chris over there. He's in Georgia. Yeah, oh gosh, we yeah, yeah, introduced ourselves. Chris from Georgia and uh, Chris Trent, youth pastor in Georgia. Um, and I am Jody. Uh, Jody. I'm out in California. Yeah. We're still very much under lockdown. Yeah. Forever. Forever. They're never letting us out. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty funny. That, you know, I just thought about the fact that we kind of represent the two extremes. <laughs> yeah, like true. you're California, which is like super locked down, and we're like Georgia. Yeah. Everybody hates Governor yeah. Kemp. You know, I mean, it's like because yeah. he opened up too soon. <laughs> like we're not two extremes. It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, man. Well, um, longer haul, man. We're glad you're here. If you're just checking us out for the first time, welcome. Um, hope you're doing okay out there in this whole craziness. And glad you stumbled across our podcast. If you're one of our returning folks, man, welcome back. Uh, hope you're hanging in there in the midst of this. Hope we can give you just a few minutes of um, just kind of a break here from this whole thing. We've got some amazing sponsors before we talk about what we're talking about. You want to tell them about our awesome. Sure. We, uh, of course we have uh, YM 360. We love those guys so much. Um, they've, man, they've been pumping out some phenomenal, helpful <sighs> content and stuff during this. Andy Blaze is still thing. doing that Wednesday night thing for free, man. Like he's just yeah. doing that Wednesday night programming. Stuff. So good. good. So from that stuff, the youth group at home to the graduate bundles they've done, just so many, so many things there at ym360.com. Yep. And so, and a, a lot of that, I think right now is just on sale across the board. So you don't even yeah, have to use good. the promo code. Yeah. I think so, the better deals, you can't uh, use the, like, you don't want to use the promo code. You want to use the deal that they got going. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're giving you more. So yep. head over to uh, ym360.com, 
check uh, those guys out and all that stuff they have. And then we have Aerosport at aerosport.fun. Um, so here's what's funny. We, we're we recording all of our stuff right now. We're yeah. filming it all, and then we show it later. Yeah. And so tonight, the one that's coming live, we're recording Did it on Wednesday. Did you use Aerosport in it? Well, not yet, but it's on stage. Yes. So it's on stage, and it looks awesome. Listen, if you don't it know what we're talking awesome. about, man, if you like rocket ships and frisbees. Yeah. And, poles. and fun. <laughs> and fun. And fun. You're going to love this game. It's a great game. Go check it out yeah. at aerosport.fun. We love those guys, and they've been great. And we both have these things. We bought them on our own. They didn't give them to us. Yeah, We straight yeah, up we bought them. them because, and that was before the fun. sponsorship even happened. Like, we both liked it. So, yep. So we're I'm going to, I, I set it up. I've set it up in the office a few times. So it's great, man. It's been fun. It's great. That's good. Man. Yeah. So we're super grateful. Appreciate those guys very much. So, and just also a shout out. I thought about this the other day. We haven't mentioned in a while. Our intro music, by the way, is, is uh, just go check out Bobcat, uh, Bobcat on well, not the comedian, not the comedian, but Bobcat on, on Spotify or iTunes. It's actually our worship pastor. It's kind of his alter, 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 what, what would you call that? His alter ego. It's alter ego or whatever, name. but uh, he just lets us use that for free, and it's just a great little intro there. But he's got some great instrumental stuff. Um, yeah. Bobcat. So, so topic today, we've talked about this a few times just in general, kind of casually yeah. in passing, but then you had an opportunity to really sit down and kind of flesh this out with a bunch of youth pastors there in Georgia. Yeah, so I live in Georgia, and I'm part of the Georgia Baptist Network, and I talked with a guy named Mike Ricks and said, Hey man, I, I've got this idea. Cause they're, they've been doing these zoom training things. And I said, I would love to talk about, cause one of the things that I've just been wrestling with in this whole process is just this idea of, man, what are we learning from this? Mm-hmm. What is it revealing to us? And so, man, I, I just come up with a list of like eight post, what I called post quarantine opportunities, post quarantine opportunities. And presented those. And so I, I just said, Hey guys, we all record this. I'd like to maybe use it in the podcast. Um, I think it turned out pretty good. You know, um, we'll see. I hope you guys like it. Uh, Jody's not in it. Um, mainly cause I just didn't invite him, um, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> cause I'm stuck in California. You're in California. No, I mean, no, it was like a Georgia thing and, and whatever, you know, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. one of the, we, we do our own stuff outside of this as well, you know? So, so it was just me doing that thing. And I was, but, uh, Jody's kind enough to let us share it. Cause I think it's, I think it'll turn out pretty good. The eight I used, um, I think they'll get you thinking, you know, we talk about zoom fatigue. I get a little, I get a little fired up about that and, um, <laughs> true story. And, but these all come from the heart, so, man. And truthfully, so, this hey, what's it? What's I was gonna say, don't email him. Don't email him about the other thing, but you can email him about you your email, thoughts you on zoom. Talk about the zoom fatigue thing, I'll, I'll debate you all day on this. But, um, but listen to the podcast first, first, please. Listen to the- <laughs> for real. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, it was fun to think about it, and, and, and these all come from, I mean, and I will tell you, there's probably, I, I would think there are three or four things that that are real opportunities for you right now um, to be yeah. doing, potentially, and preparing for uh, in youth ministry, and some of them are Zoom-related. Um, then before you keep listening, before you say, oh, wait, I don't want to talk about that then. Because here's the thing I reminded everybody, and I don't want to get to because I'm going to talk about it a little bit in the podcast. But here's the thing. Zoom is, is a, we're tired of it now, but there will come a day three months from now, whenever that is, right, that we're not on it all the time. 
and then it will be an incredible resource for us that people are used to. It's just got to, you got to think about it from a, from that perspective. And there's some opportunities that are going to come about as a result of that, but there's other things as well. Um, so yeah, anyway, take a listen. I think it's good. Like it. Yeah, it's good. Turned out great. It's a little long. All right. I think it, I think it maybe ended up being like 55 minutes, 55. So I'm shocked to hear that you, you went long. Well, cause Mike Ricks kept interrupting me and junk and like asking questions. He got me fired up about the zoom fatigue thing. As a matter of fact, Mike Ricks fault. <laughs> yeah. It's 55 minutes and 35 minutes of it. As you talking about zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really yeah, true, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. We'll jump in here with, uh, with Chris and, and zoom fatigue. <laughs> Hey guys, well, it is great to see everybody. Um, My name is Mike Ricks and I work for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board and Cameron Wilkins is on here somewhere. I think he's hit himself. Oh, there he is over there in the green jacket. Oh yeah. There you go. It's chilly. Yeah, it's chilly at your house. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, I woke up to a lot of rain this morning. I imagine everybody in the Northeast Georgia area did. but I'd love to say hello to everybody and, and hear how your world is. But I want to give Chris Trent the most uh, time that we can give him. Chris, dude, we, we, we are your people. We love you, man. We thank you for being a part of us, uh, Georgia Baptist. And I guess we met, how long have you been in Georgia? 15 years? Yeah, man. It's been, well, it's been almost 16 now. Yeah, it's getting on up there. Yeah. Wow. 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 Chris is an amazing guy. And uh, I know he'd love to connect with you and, and help you in any way that he can in, in your ministry. Um, Chris, if you get too many calls, just shuffle them our way, okay? You got it, man. Whatever. All right. So Chris has some things that he's going wants me to post in the chat area. And uh, if you feel like you've missed some notes or something, just get in touch with me and I would, I'll be glad to, to hook you up. Chris, take it away, buddy. Awesome. Well, hey, th- thank you. You say, um, I, I would just say this. Uh, I love this because I love youth pastors and I love being a youth pastor. I still love being a youth pastor. It's um, I'm not like Mike Ricks old, but I'm still getting up there, you know, in age I'll be, I'll be uh, hitting the big five Oh this summer. And, and a lot of you guys are, 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 are getting close as well, I think, but I just love doing this. And man, we had a gathering last night. I'll talk about it here in a little bit. And one of the things I wanted to share with y'all, but, we had a gathering last night of students for the first time in two months. And I don't know if you've had a chance yet to gather with your students in any way, but for me, um, and I might get emotional talking about it. Like it, it was, it was a reminder of why I'm still doing this. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we just had this thing and had these kids just show up and we just all hung out out of, out of what we call the fields. It was an outdoor venue. And just seeing everybody in person again and the smiles and the, you know, and the awkwardness of whether or not we could hug and all the weird stuff. I mean, that was just like, wow. But I I love this and I know you love this too. And, and we're all sick of this stuff. Anybody else sick of this whole thing we're in? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's a given. Uh, I've been wrestling in my mind with, and Jody Livingston, who I do, the longer haul podcast with, you know, he and I talk about stuff a lot and we, we've been wrestling around with this idea of, you know, like, you know, what's this going to change? You know, everybody's asking that question, but 
I started thinking of it kind of of in a positive way a couple weeks back whenever Mike and I were just sort of bouncing around the idea of maybe me doing something. And I started thinking around the lines of like what might be opportunities that we would all have that we should be thinking about. And I think the reason I want to share these with you is I think some of these opportunities, it's time to start preparing for those now. So my hope is, man, maybe if God uses some of this today, that maybe it'll stir something up in you that'll help you to reach kids for Jesus better. That's ultimately, you know, sort of the goal there. And jump in at any point or send a message in chat or whatever if you want to change the direction or whatever. But what I'd like to do is just kind of run through. I've got eight things that I think are opportunities. I'd like to just run through those. And, um, Mike, I'll just do those one at a time, if you don't mind, by the way, as, as we go through, like as I hit each one um, that I gave you there. But um, I'd just like to run through them and then leave some time at the end just to kind of talk about them or whatever and talk about different stuff that maybe I'm missing because there's probably other other opportunities that I'm not even thinking about that you guys have as well. And I'm here to learn also. Um, uh, and that's, that's actually a real thing for me. So all that to say, uh, post-quarantine opportunities – in youth ministry. So we're all ready for this thing to be over. Uh, if you're like me, you're starting to realize that it's going to be a while before it's really over. But here's what we know is that we're starting to catch our first moments of it starting to loosen up. Like, I don't know where you are, but you know, we've got a plan in place now for when we're going to start gathering as a church, right? And but realistically, in youth ministry, this is going to drag on for all of us. I think it's going to drag for most of us. It's going to drag on for a little while, and it's not going to be an automatic. Oh, boom! We're just back to normal in youth ministry. We're putting all of our time right now into just figuring out how to have church. Forget about trying to get students together. Right? I mean, that right now the focus is how do we get people in our building at all. So what that makes me is, is well, summer is going to be different. You guys all know this. Um, summer is going to be way different, and before we're back to normal, it's going to be, but when it does happen, what are some positive things that are coming out of this quarantine? That's what we're going to talk about for a few minutes and maybe stir up something in some of y'all that you might could uh, prepare for. So uh, here's the first thing. Um, First thing I wrote down was staying connected with students who have graduated from our student ministry, staying connected with students who have graduated from our student ministry. So um, if you go on, uh, Sticky Faith, you know, website, and if you've read Sticky Faith book, one of their quotes is giving seniors a graduation Bible and hoping for the best just isn't cutting it. Roughly 50% of students walk away from the church after they graduate high school. Okay, so we know this, right? We, we're all youth pastors have been doing this for a while, and we've been wrestling, you know, with this quote and with this these stats for a little while. But here's here's, I had an interesting conversation right across the street from my house uh, I've got a, a judge that lives across from me that has been working in youth ministry since I was a teenager. Like this guy's amazing. He loves kids. He's involved in young life. He's involved at our church. He does a small group. He also is amazing to stay connected with people after they graduate. Um, he and I were talking about this and it has completely changed the dynamic when it comes to zoom being an opportunity. Side note, by the way, these first, four things are zoom related. And then the last four are not, I I grouped them like that. Uh, But it has changed the ability for him to stay connected to kids after they leave Johnson Ferry and go off to college. So 
Whereas in the past, it might've been weird for us to say, Hey, jump on this video call thing or FaceTime, whatever. There's the possibility now that when a kid graduates that sometime that first, second, third week of college, whoever their, whoever that adult is in their life at your church that was tracking with them their senior year. I don't know if that's you or a Bible study leader, Sunday school, life group, whatever you call it. What if we were to challenge them to stay connected in that way and utilize this new resource that's not strange anymore? Now, I know people have Zoom fatigue and all that type of stuff, but imagine though whenever the Zoom fatigue kind of dies down a little bit because we're not having to use it as much, what if on you know, that first couple of weeks of college or even throughout the entire year, you, even you as a youth pastor, you had a ongoing. So that's an opportunity um, that I think is going to be a real positive thing. Again, that's not rocket. Not, by the way, side note, none of these are rocket science. I just wrote them all down. This is all stuff you guys probably already know. So uh, that's first, first opportunity there. Um, second thing, um, Zoom leader training meetings on a more regular basis. So we uh, we were missing our leaders so much. Anybody else missing your leaders? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I just miss them. I love them. They are the heart and soul behind what we do, you know? And so we just started gathering on Sunday mornings. I didn't make it an official meeting. I just said, hey, look, at 830, we're going to have a, a coffee hangout on Zoom on, on Sunday mornings. So before you watch online church that day, come hang out with us for a few minutes. What I started to learn, though, is what, man, they're willing to do that. They like that. And then I also started to realize, oh, like, so, so we don't have Sunday night church. So if I'm here in East Cobb in the Marietta area and I say to a leader, hey, um, I want you to go home on Sunday and I want you to get back in the car and get dressed, figure out what you can do with your kids and come up for an hour meeting, hour long meeting. But really it's going to take about two hours of your night by the time you get dressed, kids situated, all this back or whatever. Well, no wonder we're having a hard time getting adults to come to trainings. And not only that, you know, I, I see my, say, my, my, my friend Jake on here from YM360, right? You know, he's like an expert or whatever, right? You know, okay, not really, but uh, he is, no, he is. Okay, but let's say Jake, he lives in Birmingham, Alabama, right? And so, I'm, but I'm like, hey, Jake, I'd love for you. I don't want to have to pay for Jake to come over to drive. But if I said, Jake, hey, on Sunday night, would you mind jumping on the Zoom call and doing a training thing for my for my leaders? Well, Jake's going to be like, well, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, um, just let me plug my stuff. That's his catch always, right? And so, I'm sorry. Um, so, so here's the thing. Um, great opportunity there. Number one, have somebody awesome potentially come on and do a training for your leaders. And two, honor their time and let them just go. So that's a great opportunity going forward. And I think what we're going to find out is we will have better attendance. And the point is not to get them in the building. The point is to actually give them some content and train them. And so there's a great opportunity there. Well, what goes along with that is number three, um, parent meeting trainings could happen over Zoom as well. So we have uh, Sunday night, we tried this for the first time. And we have two counselors that we're connected with here in the Atlanta area who are experts in anxiety. So I did this thing called the uh, youth parent update live with our parents and, and just said, Hey, I've got these two counselors coming on and 
uh, would you like to, if you want, you can come hear these folks talk about anxiety in teenagers. They're just going to give an overview of anxiety in teenagers, right? We had 70 people sign up for this thing. Like, and that's not even counting, uh, that's not counting the couples that were watching. You know what I'm saying? So it probably ended up being at least 100 folks in the room watching this thing. And I just did it from home. And they did it from home. And it, the same principles that I just talked about for the leaders applies to parents. So all of a sudden, we're providing this content. And these folks, I didn't have to pay for them to come over. You know, and I, I ended up giving them a thank you, you know, but um, I didn't have to pay for them to drive over. And not only that, it opens up the possibility for me to use someone from literally all over the country. I mean, why couldn't we ask Walt Mueller or Kara Powell or anybody, you know, for that matter? Um, even if you want to do like a next level bigger event with somebody that's really well known, you might still have to pay them, but you're saving 500 bucks to a thousand bucks just on travel alone, you know? So there's so many uh, opportunities, you know, like that as well. So parent meetings would, could be something and it's a great opportunity for you to start, but here's why I'm telling us now. And why I think it's important to think about it now is that it, it could go on that list that we all have of, you know, that'd be a good idea. And we just never get around to doing it. But now's the time while you have a little bit of margin for you to maybe start to map that out and start to calendar, oh, well, I'm going to do four of these next year or maybe six of these. Every other month, I'm going to do one of these things on a Sunday night and go ahead and get that on the church calendar. So that's why it's important to think about it now. Number four, as far as Zoom related goes, would be next level discipleship classes could happen with students over Zoom, um, even before school starts. So whereas in the past, I suspect you y'all have had the same challenge that I've had at times. So I'm like, man, I'd really love to get with that group of students. Or I'd really love to get with that. So I'm, I did middle school ministry only for a long, you know, for most of my time here at Johnson Ferry. Uh, I, are the parents going to be able to bring them and drop them off or not? You know, again, same thing. But now with the potential of doing something over Zoom, it really opens up the door for us. Forget Zoom fatigue for a minute. I get it. Anybody else kids have Zoom fatigue, right? I mean, that's a whole bunch of us. All right, we understand. I get it. I'm not saying it's not, well, I don't know that I'm fully buying into that being a total thing, to be fair. But um, I think it's more about content and what we're offering. But that said, uh, all of that will go away at some point. So then we will have a tool that we've created here that people are used to that we could buy into. So think of it in that positive way like that. Like you may be thinking, I mean, I never want to do Zoom again after all of this. That's, a, that's, not, that's not where you want to be with this thing. This is a great opportunity going forward for us to say, okay, well, whenever things are back to normal reading purposes, how could I use this new tool? It's not new, right? We could have done this four months ago, we just, it wasn't as common, right? So if all of a sudden though, we're able to say to a group of kids, Hey man, yeah, let's every Friday morning before, before school starts. Yeah. I'm, I'm at my house just getting ready. Let's jump it together for a quick 30 minute devotional or what? I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, the, the opportunities are endless for that. Um, and so there's, there's just a real opportunity there, I think for next level discipleship for you to go deeper with a handful of students. The way that played out for me was I, uh, I've been wanting to take a students for a while through just a deep dive Bible study where I teach students how to 
actually study the Bible when it comes to like using a study Bible like concordance and and I just threw it out on one of our Wednesday night middle school zooms. Hey, does anybody want to be a part of this thing? I'm thinking about doing it. And I had 10 kids just go, Oh, I'm in. So it, when I have to cut things short here, cause I got to jump on that call with them at 1115 here in a little bit. Um, I'm going right into that with them and they're just meeting over zoom and we're just going to keep meeting, you know, and then come fall. I think what I'm going to do is do the same type of thing, you know, where we, uh, we're just going to keep going forward. So uh, and keep doing other groups. So yeah, that's another opportunity. Um, so that's the first four. Any, uh, let's push pause for a second. Um, anybody have comments yeah, or thoughts on zoom related, zoom related things. And then I've got four other things to think about as well. What you got Mike? Chris, I love what you, uh, what you're bringing to the table here, buddy, especially the idea about the zoom fatigue. I mean, yes, I, I am over zoom meetings, you know, but but today I'm, I'm just excited about getting on here because I knew there'd be a lot of folks. I knew we'd have some great conversation. And so there is something to be said for maybe doing something different on zoom. You know, have you tried bringing anybody um, into your kids meetings to make zoom a little to different, to give it a different feel? Are you asking me or anybody? Yeah. You or anybody. Well, yeah. Well, we, we, we brought, we brought Jared Hall on twice already and I'm bringing him in again next week. Um, okay. And, and you might think normally you, it, it, just to be clear, you might think, well, man, I, Chris is at Johnson Ferry. So of course he can bring Jared Hall if he wants, whatever. Right. Um, I'm just being transparent. Okay. But that's not it. Um, you might think Chris does magic. So he's buddies with Jared. Okay. That's actually true. I do magic, but, um, but no, but what I am saying, here's the thing. Jared's done this for my size group, but he's done groups of 30 as well, because guess what Jared's doing right now with his time? He's he got nothing to do. Like all of these guys, man, that normally travel and get paid to do this stuff. They don't have anything on to do. So you'd be surprised if you called and just said, Hey, could you come on and do this thing? Now, some of them are starting to transition and they may cost a little more, you know, but, um, you just never know till you ask. So I think bringing on somebody fresh like that to do something different, you'd be surprised. You know, that'd be yeah. my, my tip. Does anybody have any questions about a, a Zoom related opportunity? I here? tried to get John Acuff, by the way. I just went for it. Like, I just tried to get him to come on. I was like, he could say no, and he did. But, and he did. Um, you know, <laughs> but I asked. Get, I mean, I just, I'm like, what else is he doing with time? No, we didn't go down the path price tag. Okay. I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna pay him that kind of money. So yeah, so yeah, man. Hey, I I'm not seeing any hands raised, but as I look real quick. Rubble, did you have Zach? Zach is incredible. That dude is awesome. Like he's really, really good. Yeah, I saw you on that. Yeah. So, we we had that we had him on like he was doing his free youth group stuff uh, mm-hmm. for the first few weeks of it. And I jumped yeah, on totally. and said, hey, can you do something specifically for us? He's like, dude, yeah. I haven't even done a full show for these other other things. And he did it, yeah. and it was a fraction of the cost. I got the idea because he had already taken, brought Jared in, and it was amazing. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic for us. We brought Well, I brought Chad Poe on also, and um, and I – I brought other youth pastor type people on as well. And I think the key is the part of the idea there is 
you want to bring somebody on that you could say, hey, this person is kind of an expert in that. So that maybe even the parents will nudge them a little bit. Like that's sort of my thinking there. So if like, hey, I'm bringing Chad Poe. Chad Poe travels around, speaks to camps. Like you see me all the time. Like, and, and truthfully, I'm just trying to keep Zoom going, you know, on a Wednesday night. I have to try to manage this. I felt like, you know, uh, old school when I had to do both worship and speak, you know, it was like um, uh, some of you guys may be doing that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, there's a thought. What about what about your pastor or another person on your staff? that He's been on. Like, so, Clay, yeah, my pastor's been on. Like, people love my pastor, you know, so it's great. Yeah. yeah. So are any of you guys, real quick, and I'll let Chris get back to it, are any of you guys doing, like, challenges or, you know, where they send in their videos and it kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I had a friend ask me to judge one of those, so I came on and judged that, and it That's was cool. just a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun. But what if you shared things between churches? What if a couple of churches did a competition and everybody got together one? I think it might be fun. Hey, get creative out there. I know it's tough. Yeah, my buddy, I've got a buddy named Philip who lives in Texas. Um, he was in my youth group back when I was in Texas, and he's a youth pastor now. And he kind of lives in that culture where, and some of y'all probably do this, where they do like D-Now together. Like they have a like an area-wide D-Now. And so what they ended up doing was when this thing first hit, several youth pastors got together and did a thing together over Zoom. So, I mean, there's, there's an idea, you know. Um, I would just say this. Mike's permission to be just kind of a little bit, you know, in your grill with this thing, you know, but I, because I'm on all the youth pastor group, Facebook groups, like, like a lot of you, what'd you say? What'd you say? I, I can't what'd believe you say, that you, would, uh, I can't believe that you would be in somebody's grill like that. Listen, I'm just trying to, I love what we do. And I just think it's, I, I have a high, I'm passionate about it. Hey, and Chris, that's what we love about you, man, is your honesty Listen, and you're not going to, so I'm on all the groups like that you guys are on as well, the Facebook groups, right? And um, Jake leads one of those, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Jake, quit whining on back those to things. Jake, right? So here's the thing. I see people talking about Zoom fatigue, and I'm not saying that, it, that there's not a challenge to what we're doing, and I'm not saying that it doesn't suck, okay? It does. But what I am saying is this. If, if all we're going to do, though, is whine after only two months about how hard it is, and we're still trying to do the same thing over and over again, and we're not willing to tweak it and get creative and dig in and do stuff that we've never had to do before. Guys, I'm telling you, you might not be in the right gig. I mean, it's just, we should be able to, we should, and if it means literally that we're making, having to make phone calls individually to kids or parents or whatever, and figure this thing out, that's what we need to do. That's all I'm saying. Like it's, um, again, I know that's a little aggressive, and I know I'm not living and walking in your shoes. And I might be, and my apologies if I'm, and I really do mean that, if, I, if I'm piling on um, pain for you because you really have been struggling in this thing. Uh, all I'm saying is, I, I don't think just saying, oh, my kids have Zoom fatigue is enough of an answer. That's all, if that makes sense. I think we've got to do better, if, if that makes sense. Get me off of this quick, Mike. I'm drowning. I'm hey, getting the worse, first, worse. The first, I'm changing the, the topic. Time. First time I met Chris, I was the target of some of his aggression. I asked a, I asked a question in a group, and he says, I don't want to. And he did the same thing he did to Sarah, but it was all directed at my little self. Well, okay. Did, didn't he help hey, me? Hey, man, listen. So, listen. Yeah, but 
we need that in our lives, guys. We need somebody to say, hey, buck it up, man. Just uh, I've just got four it. more coming, so get ready. I got a couple more. All right, okay, number go. number uh, number five. Here we hey, go. Chris, real quick, too, though. Kilgore, what you got? Because I've known you a long time, brother. Um, I, yeah, man, I love you, man. You're my favorite. Hey, if, if we're honest with ourselves, the Zoom fatigue is more on us than it's on our students. I mean, just that's why we love each other. Just to be honest, I mean, I know for me, yeah. if I'm discouraged, it's because I'm not doing my part in connecting before we get on Zoom or, or Instagram Live or whatever platform you're on. So, and uh, let's just be let's be real because we can't fix it if we're not going to be look, look at ourselves and be honest with it. So, see, and that and Tim, what you're saying is so what you're saying is so important because really what all of this has done for all of us is it has clarified what we do and it has been revealing to how good we are at what we do. So I think part, part of that, if you've got a, if you've got a Sunday school class or a life group or whatever you call it, that has not been able to get any traction over a zoom call, it's not going to be true across the board, but odds are that class wasn't super healthy in the first place. I can tell you, man, it, we've got 80, 80 life groups on Sunday morning here. The ones that are still meeting, we couldn't have stopped them from meeting because they were already very, very healthy. The ones that were struggling on Sunday mornings already or had a leader that was a little bit of a dud. I know y'all y'all don't have any leaders that are duds like we do, but they're the ones that are struggling. You know, and so it, 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 and so I think Kilgore, I think you're right, Tim. Lynn, since I meant it, it's, it, it's clarified even to our own, you know, thing. I think that's where we got to be willing to go. Okay. What do I need to change? Okay. Number five, um, in person meetings and conversations will hold greater value. In person meetings and conversations will hold greater value. Last night, um, <clears throat> we, Throughout, I, I stole this idea from Chip Paul at Burnt Hickory. I saw on his Instagram post, he said, come by for a free chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A. I said, I, I called him. I'm like, that, that's all you're doing? Like, you're just giving away a free Chick-fil-A biscuit. Like, that's it? That's it. We're just saying, stop by for a free Chick-fil-A biscuit. I'm like, I could do that. You know, I could do that. So last night, for our high school students, we said, hey, swing by for a free Chick-fil-A biscuit. Not a Chick-fil-A biscuit, but a chicken sandwich. And uh, <clears throat> we, we didn't know what to expect. And we, we had probably close to half of what our Sunday morning attendance would be show up. Had a bunch of adults show up as well. We probably broke the law um, as far as, <laughs> as gathering goes. Um, but that said, what I learned was people, we didn't do anything else. We didn't have any games out there. We didn't have anything other than us and a Chick-fil-A sandwich, right? And all of us, man, people just talked and laughed and enjoyed each other's company. How many Sundays have come and gone in the past where we've focused more as youth pastors on the fun and success of the event um, rather than the relational part of the gathering. Let me ask you that question again here, because when I wrote it, it's convicting to me. Um, how often have Sundays come and gone in the past where I've focused more on the fun and success of the event than the relational part of the gathering? 
And I know for me, man, like it, it, um, like it, we had this conversation this morning in my office after last night. Cause I mean, we're, we're, we're just last night was such a great shot in the arm for my team. We were just late. I mean, we're so excited. We're sitting there going after last night, man. Like how many times have we spent hours upon hours upon hours and dollars upon dollars upon dollars to put on this thing but yet really the secret is, oh, the secret is we just need to get together. Now, I know going forward, like I understand that last night worked, though, because we hadn't been together. So that's why it was novel and awesome. Right. And, and you know, four months from now, can I just do the same thing and get a guy? I don't know. You know, but all I'm saying is there's something to learn for that. And but I do think in-person meetings and conversations are going to hold greater value. And I think that's an opportunity for all of us as youth pastors to capitalize on that and focus on the thing, you know, that really, really matters most there. So, um, so that's huge. Okay. Number, uh, six, is that right? I'm, I'm terrible at keeping numbers. Uh, number six. Okay. Uh, higher sensitive sensitivity to discipleship needs, uh, through volunteers. There's a higher sensitivity, uh, to discipleship needs through volunteers. I mentioned earlier because of what Tim said that it was very revealing and um, for us. There, there, there was for us a moment where we all of a sudden realized, like, wow, we've if our leaders aren't doing really well, we're not going to be doing really well. Um, so I've got to make sure that I'm spending time as a youth pastor, really developing, pouring into, now we say this stuff at conclave and every other training thing we ever do. Is it important to, is it important to train leaders? What's the answer? Everybody knows the answer. Of course it's important to train leaders, right? But how many of us are doing it? How many of us are really investing? How many of us really have that going on? And so for me, man, I was like, so the first couple of weeks, you know, we're like two weeks into this whole thing. We're like, hey, uh, it's time to call every leader and start to connect. So it's just, um, it, it, it's that reminder, but it's also the reminder that how many kids can you really stay effectively connected to i mean jesus was able to handle 12 so if you want to shoot for more than jesus go for it but the real the real reminder in this thing is that man we we need to make sure we've got a bunch of leaders that are really connected to our students because there's going to be an opportunity for them for us going forward to make sure that that part of our youth ministry is stronger what that means uh, is that if we are solely relying on our Wednesday night gathering where I stand up in front of everybody and do an awesome game and do an awesome worship thing, that's going to work fine as long as we're able to gather in person. But the next COVID-19, I guess it would be what, COVID-20, um, you know, um, <laughs> is going to cause a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I also realized, you know, for me, that I've not, not been doing a great job of this 
when it comes to actual discipleship. Um, six weeks in, I did not have a group of kids that I was meeting with. Like, I know a whole bunch of kids. I walk in on Wednesday night and I'm talking, you know, and I'll do a magic trick on some kid or whatever. I'm high five and a half hugging and all the whatever. I, you know, I got all that going on. But when it comes to me meeting with a group of kids, I wasn't doing that. Like, I didn't have a group like this. These are my 10 kids that I'm tracking with and really going, taking through a discipleship process. So for me, that's become an opportunity um, to say, I got to fix that. I got to do better at that. Um, so that, that's what ended up happening there. So, um, five, six, seven, what, eight, no, seven, number seven. Um, I, I really am bad at counting. Like it's not a strength of mine, uh, opportunity to redefine your youth ministry identity. How about it? Who's already doing it? Like, who's already like, you already figured this thing out. You know, Brent's like, I've got that. I'm like, yeah, I see you, Brent. Um, listen, man, like it's a real this is a real opportunity for all of us. I, you know, I don't know where you are in your church. I've been here for like almost 16 years. But I also just become the student pastor like a year and a half ago, well, officially in December. You know, like for a year, I was like the interim, um, which is kind of like half authority or whatever, you know. And so now I'm, I'm sitting here going, man, if there's a moment to really kind of re-identify kind of who we are and what we're all about, now's the time like it's the board for me to start to say we're going to start focusing on this more so i'll say for all of the if if you've only been there for a few years or maybe you've only been there for a year and you inherited a youth ministry stop from another person um whatever that whatever that looks like this is an opportunity for you to start to shift what matters most and blame it on covid Right, because you're able to just blame all the. You know, I was like, well, yeah. I mean, we learned through COVID that this kind of event doesn't work as well. We need to do this instead. Um, so there's an opportunity there for you. How do you go about that? Well, we could do a whole hour on how to redefine your identity. We're not going to do it, but I mean, somebody else could do it later. But it, it, it's definitely something though that you could really start to wrestle with. Hey, Chris, know. I got to stop. Yep. Stop. Let Let's do dive in there a little bit. You know, so when you say redefine your new identity, I'm just going to throw out some ideas and you tell me this where you're going. Yeah. Okay. So for so many years, we've done, we've done a big event a month or we've done during the summer, we've tried to do a bigger event a summer and we spend a lot of times planning and working towards that big event. And yet we don't have a group of five kids that we're meeting with individually. Is that the kind of stuff you're talking about? Those kind of changes or... Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about across the board. I mean, how many people are getting to do camp this summer? I'm not trying to step on any toes there, Mike. I don't know if y'all have made any official announcements yet, but I We're mean, done. same thing with Jake, you know, like, I don't know what they're decided officially. They're still trying to lean into July, I think possibly, but let's say hypothetically that ends up not happening at all, but let's say you've been meaning to change camp for years because you haven't liked your camp, whatever. Right. Well, this is an opportunity to change it. You know, like let's say that you've done this one thing every summer for the last whatever years and you're not going to be able to do this year you're able to say hey what we learned last year was our whole existence doesn't revolve around that one thing we can live without that so let's do something different now so your identity can start but even your own personal focus so what i inherited was and um you know uh, parent ministry wasn't as big a priority now that's not a negative on on who we were i mean I, i've been able to 
become the student pastor of a very dynamic youth ministry and getting to do some, I love this, you know, but that said, that's not been, a, but it is for me. So in this, I've been able to lean in like this Sunday night training thing I had, I've been able to lean in and we're starting to, you know, sort of change some of that uh, because it just is an opportunity. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Somebody else could speak to that too. Like Brent, you were shaking your head. I mean, maybe you've got a thought on kind of what you were thinking there. I'd be curious. You seem sort of passionately, at least your body language said that. Yeah. So this is not anything. Not that I was checking out, not that I was checking out your body language, just to be clear. I want to throw that out there. All good. Safe Harbor. Okay. I mean, like I love my church totally, but we are a program driven church, hands down. Uh, and what I'm doing now, if you can see my board, let me guys like, walk you to this. My student ministry team and I are meeting every day about this kind of stuff, man. And we're looking at everything we can do because relations is where it's at. And, you know, when you get Come lost, in, you get lost in programs with relation. So, so what we're trying to do is our church DNA is programs, but we know it's got to be relational. So I'm like, how do you play both? How do you do it well? So like everything we're doing, if we do a Bible study now for the girls ministry, that's awesome. But then what are those, what's the high school girls going to do for the middle school girls? What are they going to do to get back in to mentor somebody out of that Bible study? So we're trying to connect our dots and dude, it's not easy, man. It's, it's a rethinking of the whole deal, but I got nothing but time. They're paying me full time to be here. I got nothing but time. So it is like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen somehow. So anyway, that's what well, we're I'm doing. It. See, Brent should be teaching this whole thing. This is what I'm talking about right here. Brent's got to figure it out. This is good. That's good, man. You know, uh, hey, Mike, um, Ricky Smith, uh, y'all's predecessor there, one of the things he helped me do because we went up to, what's that Chick-fil-A place, the 360? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Impact. Training Center. That place. Yeah. Okay. So we went there. Yeah. Uh, and we did that SWOT, that S W O T strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats yeah. analysis. Yeah. Right. SWAT. Yep. SWOT. Um, S W O T. Um, that would be something you could, if you want to think about some potential ways to change your identity, do it, do it, do it. First of all, you need to research what that means if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, but it's a great way to look at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah. And if you took a minute to look at that and then look at the, take your youth ministry and break it down into sections, um, it would be a great way to identify, well, these are the areas when you start looking at opportunities and threats, those would be a way for you to potentially change some of the identity. That would be where you could help to identify. Yeah. And getting that feedback treat. from your, uh, not just, yeah. I mean, getting that feedback from parents, from, from student leaders, from your leadership oh, totally. team. I mean, that's so much buy-in. Uh, another one, good, bad, missing, and confused. So sometimes opportunities and threats look a lot alike, depending on how optimistic you are like yeah. Chris. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, Hey, this is Cameron loves that type of stuff, man. He loves it. You know, I, I tell you, I think the value of sitting down with a youth pastor like Chris or probably half you guys on this thing or all you and saying, Hey, this is, this is my plan for the next six months or three months. What, what do you think? And here's what I'm thinking. And you know, you have to ask the question, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, that's cool. Sure. And if you're not asking that question about everything, then you're wasting a lot of time doing stuff. You know, I met with a youth pastor yesterday, and, and and long story short, he has decided just to focus 
discipleship, you know, and I said, there's going to be a cost to that because you know somebody in your church is going to attack you because you're not doing more events, but you have to prioritize what you feel passionate about or it will not happen. Yeah. 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 Sorry, and, and to be clear, when, when I st- not, when I start talking about identity, man, I'm not talking about logos, you know, um, just to be clear, you know, I mean, it, now would be a kind of, if you want to change your logo because you inherited it and it's terrible. I mean, now would be a good time to potentially change that, but I'm talking deeper than logos. I'm talking about the core of who you are. I'm talking but Chris, about Chris. But yeah. right now, if you have 40 hours a week and you're spending 35 working on your logo, you're missing a huge opportunity, bro. This is this is a unique opportunity we'll have again. I'm, that's not. I, did, I, did, I didn't say it. Mike Rick said it. You know, I mean, Mike's the one getting in people's faces now. Why you be so mean to everybody, Mike? Come on, dude. Like, what up, man, go back. All right, we're just number, trying to do our eight? jobs here. What's number eight? <laughs> greater influence in a seat at the table my man listen you youth, listen youth pastor people be better at what you do um this is an opportunity if we have whined and complained about not having a seat at the table now's that opportunity because odds are again everybody's circumstance is different and some of you might be going you can say whatever you want i'm never going to have a seat at the table because my pastor is wired a certain way. It ain't going to happen. Okay. I believe you. And that's fine. For some of us though, we've had, we've had to become the experts at our churches with how to do all of this stuff from a tech standpoint, because we're more attuned or tuned into like how online works or whatever. Um, I would just say that this is an opportunity to have a greater influence in your church. Um, but it's going to require all of us to be really good at what we do. And get ready for this part. It's also going to require all of us to not just think about youth ministry for a little while. What occurred to me when I was placed on the team, the regathering team here at Johnson Ferry, which is a bit of a beast for us in terms of trying to figure out how to get thousands of people back on campus. What occurred to me as we sat there for an hour was that nobody was talking about gathering for Sunday school, life groups, Bible study stuff. That wasn't being talked about. We were talking about worship. Now I had to make a decision in that moment as a youth pastor, the student pastor, whatever I had to say, okay, now am I going to fight for youth ministry in this moment? Or am I going to fight for the church? And I decided to fight for the church in the sense that I know that for me, for now, like just getting all of us back together, that's going to be huge. So what I'm saying is we've got to be good at not just youth ministry, but being ministers at our church. And that may mean that you're having to help figure out how to get cars in the parking lot safely, or you may have to figure out how to get the bathrooms monitored safely or whatever. And all of us have are going to have that moment where we might be tempted to say, well, I wasn't hired for that. I wasn't hired to do that. But that, that's just not where we can, we can't live there right now. It's an opportunity for us to lead well. Again, if man, if you've ever been in that place where you're about, man, I, I, I think I'm a good leader. I think I'm a gifted leader, but I'm never given an opportunity to lead. Well, this is that opportunity for you, for all of us to lead well. So that, that, that's sort of a, just kind of a, a little bit of a kick there for us, you know, um, to be better at what we do. 
And that's me too, man. And that's where I'm feeling. I'm like, gosh, I got to be good. I need to be really good right now at this. And and earlier, I, you know, I was, I, I was kind of messing around and I was a little bit in everybody's grill. You know, I was like, um, you know, when we talked about zoom fatigue or whatever, and I was like, man, like, it's just not good enough just to say, well, there's zoom fatigue. You know, I said that, but that's what I'm, that's ultimately kind of hard of this is I would say that probably right now we're having to work harder and be better and more creative than we've ever been. And so if you want to be a rock star at this thing, it's time to lean in is what I'm saying with Jesus right now. Listen, I can't take James, man. Listen, James, uh, one, five, the, and if, if any of us lacks wisdom, so I'm saying, go to the Lord, ask for wisdom. I have, I have prayed literally in my inbox on every, every Wednesday morning, I get a text from this amazing gentleman in our church saying, Chris, how can I pray for you? If I pulled up my text message, I'm looking at my other screen right now. I, um, I haven't replied yet. I bet you probably of the last, so every Wednesday, but the last 10 Wednesdays, I bet you half of them are me saying, Dennis, I just need wisdom. I need wisdom. Please, please, please pray God will give me wisdom right now because we're trying to make all these decisions. So that said, um, uh, that, that, that's kind of the last thing I wanted to throw out there. It's just sort of that idea. So throwing all that out there, man, that's that. Um, I've got like maybe 10 or 15 more minutes I can hang out um, before I have to jump on another thing, but we could talk about whatever, Mike, whatever you feel would be helpful. Todd says working hard, but what I work on has shifted. Yeah, that's Todd. Todd, when are we going to get to go back to Disney World? That's the real question that we need to talk about offline. You know what I'm talking about? Because that's where I'm really struggling. Okay, go ahead. What you got, Mike? Anybody else? Whatever, man. Okay, Chris, if I don't hear any questions, I'm just going to ask my questions, okay? That's great. If you we have can a all question, talk about please. this point, too. Yeah. Just unmute yourself and jump in, guys. So, um, so a question I have. All I needed to do was unmute myself and try to type on my iPad. So, Jake Rasmussen, everybody. Nobody can say (laughs) his last name effectively, but this is Jake. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you buying everybody lunch later from Chick-fil-A. So, for that, I'm thankful. Um, Yeah, let's do it. I do have a question, though. As uh, you've mentioned, uh, Zoom fatigue and just trying to – to see the the look on on leaders' faces in here and swiping through, uh, talking about Zoom fatigue, is it is it something that just Chris is hearing, or do you experience it as well? And do you have any ideas of maybe why you or your students are experiencing this Zoom fatigue? Well, I mean, we we have experienced Zoom fatigue as well, and I, Brent, you raise your hand. I'd be interested. I'd love your thoughts as well, Brent. Um, we we I would say that we've experienced as well. I'm not saying that my kids have not. So we saw the okay, hey, first Wednesday night, woohoo, man, we got a hundred people on here. This is incredible. Jared Hall came on a hundred people, and then slowly, right, slowly, just kind of dropping off, dropping off, dropping off, dropping off. But that's also when we shifted to starting to think, well, our ultimate end goal, I asked this question to my team, when this thing is all over, how will we judge ourselves as far as success goes? Well, I'm not going to judge myself based on whether or not I get 100 kids on Zoom on a Wednesday night. What I'm really going to look at is go, hey, of all of my small groups that I have, 
how many of them are meeting over Zoom and now are starting to gather in person when they can and how, you know, that to me is the thing. Um, but yes, Jake, Zoom fatigue, I mean, I, I know kids and the reason I think they're struggling with it, I think for us, what we, exp- I think each person would have to ask themselves this question. And I think the importance is, the important thing is to ask the question. For us, we started to realize, well, we're kind of just doing the same thing every week. We're not doing anything new. So if we're not doing anything new, yeah, they're getting tired of this format because it ain't great. Like it's okay, um, but it's not great. So I think that's where we have to remember. But that would be true if we were in person, Jake. Like, listen, man, if you're whining about the fact that your Wednesday night, that your numbers have been dipping for the last two years and you've not changed anything, I mean – Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like there might be something to that. Like there's a, you can't keep, what's, I don't know what the saying is. What's the old saying? Like you can't keep doing the same thing over. There's something like fancy somebody that there's quote or something out there. Like you can't do the same thing over and over again and get the same results. And I don't know, Tim, you probably know what it is, but I I don't know. We're just laughing at you right now because we know what it is. We're not going to. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody put it on the, it's like, you know, I'm just saying. So, okay. Yeah. Brent, what were you, what were you going to say about, um, I'm curious, man. You, you you've spoken a couple of times. What do you what were you gonna say? So I don't know how it was in your county. My county took every single student and put them online to finish school. And uh, I had a I've got three kids at my house. We had to go buy a laptop, man, because I had a first grader on Google on Google Classroom doing homework. And like <laughs> that that doesn't happen, right? So like they're on their screen for school three, four, five hours a day. And then what do students do when they're bored? They get on their phones. So they're on their phones in the rest of the time. They can't leave the house. The last thing they want is another screen. You know, I could have literally said, we're going to have a space tournament. And I could have probably got a thousand kids out and I only get about a hundred to come to my church. I could have done yeah. anything. If I did anything live, I'd have had a huge thing. Now it's going to flip. You know, now it's okay. I don't have all this stuff to do. I might be able to do zoom, but I'm not planning to do zoom again until probably mid June. I'm going to give them a couple of weeks off and try to do something fun. But here's my question to everybody. What about these kids who found something really awesome? Like, how do we how do we compete with that? Like, I'll give you an example. I got a kid who's in eighth grade whose mom took him down to the river with five other kids and a nap stack, and they hang out all day for like eight days. I mean, eight hours a day, just listening to music, building a bonfire. Dude, if I had them come back in here and play life-size battleship in the gym, I don't compete with that. I mean – you know, so it's got to be a point where we got to just get back in continuous and just start doing stuff, and hopefully we draw them back. I mean, it's it's going to be a challenge. Some kids are bored and they're going to come, but I got some who have found new things, and now it's summer and they've invented their own devices. You know, so that's what I'm struggling with is like, what event do you do at this point? You know, if I can even get back on campus, what do you do? Well, I, Brent, that's so, Brent. I think that's what we're starting to wrestle with. Yeah. Tim, I want. I, I'm curious what you're going to say, Tim, too, but I. No. I think it comes back then to all of a sudden where we're having to go, well, what's the one thing that I can offer them though, that the river can't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where all of a sudden what we're starting to see though, is where we're having real authentic Bible study and discipleship moments. Those moments are actually really kids are in. Uh They're like, they don't want to do the goofy, whatever. They're like, Hey, just give, give me what I can't get anywhere else. Oh, that's, you know, Bible, I mean, that's the part of that. Tim, what were you going to say, man? Well, I guess it's all about connection. 
Um, I know in my own personal experience, the weeks where I've seen a dip in my Zoom and my Instagram live stuff is when I'm not uh, maybe connecting as much um, with the students individually, you know, just checking in on them. And that, that outside kind of, of Zoom, you mean outside of Zoom, you mean outside, yeah, outside of Zoom, just personally through a text message, through a call, through um, doing a drive by on their house, whatever it is, you know, the connection is key in any of that, I think. And so I think the weeks where I, where I seek to make those connections, I tend to have a better, and that's with any, I mean, that's like in church life too. I mean, when we, when we connect outside of church, we seem, we tend to, to have better opportunity, I think. And so, and that, that's in my experience, it might be completely different for other guys. I mean, you might be, you might be blowing up their phone 24 seven and they're still just like crickets when you, when you, get online and I know that's discouraging but um you know just keep keep at because the one thing that they can't get like Chris was saying the one thing they can't get at the river is is that connection um with with Christ and so and that's what we we can offer so I have to run they, they can we've just got to take our Bible study to the river yeah yeah maybe that's what you do you okay. just you just go get a knapsack and hang out down there I will tell you one thing we've done we've done Fortnite groups and dude, I never thought in my entire career I would do I would say that out loud. But I literally have somebody right now in my office installing Fortnite on a switch we brought up here because I got two people right now on Fortnite who wants to be saved. They don't go to our church, they don't know anything. But my middle school pastor has been ministering to these guys and he's been they like they call him the church guy. So as he's talking on Fortnite and playing, they're like, Hey church guy, what's this all about? And dude, after four weeks of this. I got a kid who wants to be saved. And I'm like, where did that come from? And it, the answer is Jesus. I mean, who ever thought you'd be doing Fortnite in your office? You know, I, I'm thinking about starting a uh, asteroids group where we play some Galaga. asteroids. Galaga. Galaga. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I tell you, I think that uh, your, your kids may be Zoom fatigue, but if you picked out a student in your group and you said, hey, hey, Joe, Okay, uh, where are you going with that gun in your hand? So, hey, Joe, here, here's the Bible, and here's a lesson for next week. You're, you're in charge of the lesson next week. Contact your friends. I bet you can't get 10 on here, and you just gave it to them. I, I, what's the yeah. fail there? There's no fail. The kid looks at the Bible. He studies the Bible for himself. I think it's a great opportunity, but that's just. I think another part of that, too, Mike, is um, we're also, we're used to being the man. I'm the man. Man, I get up on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings and I, oh man, I bring the word, I bring the word, you know what I'm saying? And I got some great illustrations because I can't, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever, right? Which I didn't do. Um, but here's the thing. We had to go, oh, we had to ask our leaders the first week we put out, we first week we put out like um, on like an online thing that you, if you want to check out what we do, it's, it's public. I mean, John's Ferry students on YouTube. It's a great, the, I love your parent letter, man. I think it's excellent. Thank you, dude. Uh, but the life group thing, we learned after the first week, we already, we shaved off our normal amount of time. We were down to like 25 minute lesson, right? With a couple questions throughout. Still wasn't short enough. Mm. All the, every leader. Nope. You gotta, they've gotta be shorter. Gotta be shorter. And it's gotta have content where you're at allowing them to push pause on the video and ask questions in the zoom call. So we're giving them this content, just setting, expecting them to watch our normal 30-minute lesson thing or whatever. Of course, kids aren't going to – they're going to have Zoom. I've got Zoom fatigue. 
You guys probably have Zoom from T for watching me blab for the last 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's, um, that, those are the things I think we have to ask. Yeah. You got me all fired up, Mike. You need to cut it down. I know some of you guys are having to drop off. Appreciate you coming out. Give us a call or stop by and see us again. Okay. So, yeah, I got a little, I got a little, little, little worked up by the Zoom team, but (laughs) (laughs) it comes from the heart, Jody. I promise. It really does come from the heart. And it's not that I don't think that kids aren't tired of Zoom. I do get that some kids are tired of Zoom. But I'm just saying, youth ministry for the longer haul, we got to be able to figure this kind of stuff out. I mean, what do you think? Don't you think that? I mean, we need to be able to dig deeper every once in a while and do the work and get creative. And I'm not saying we're going to win necessarily. Oh, I think so. We got to, it's, it's only been two, two, I I feel like forever, but it's only been two and a half months or whatever, right? Come on. I think this whole season has been exposing and clarifying. And so kids weren't showing up before. And now you notice more because you're, you're showing up to an empty Zoom call. (laughs) Shocking. Right? Shocking. So. Wait, you had a, you had a small group leader. Who wasn't investing in that before. They sucked at their job. Their and now they can't get their kids to get on a Zoom call? Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. You know, that, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm well, oh, there you go. Stop I know. Okay. I don't, we don't need, they've heard enough from you. Um, yep. Well, hey, th- thanks for jumping in and, and listening. It's been a uh, an interesting time over these past few months for sure. And I think there's more to come. And, you know, I, I hope I hope what you do find here is encouraging and helpful. And we won't always be talking about this for sure. We're going to. There are other things that we that we're still dealing with, even in quarantine, with learning how to navigate and do youth ministry. And so, um, so you know, I I think if I'm fatigued of anything, it's talking about quarantine. I don't think it's necessarily. That's because you need to pivot, Jody. That's what you need to do because yeah. these are challenging times. These are cha- unprecedented. <laughs> these these unprecedented challenging, challenging times, and you need to pivot. You Kurt Johnson. You need to tweeted, pivot. Kurt Johnson today <laughs> tweeted out. He said. Oh, man, I don't remember exactly. He said, I think up until the quarantine in the entire history of the of humanity, we used the word unprecedented 364 times or something like that. And he's like, since coronavirus, we have used it like, I don't know how many billions. He just made up a crazy number. He's like, I missed the precedent is like the new literally. <laughs> he said, right? I missed the I missed the precedented times. That's <laughs> <laughs> I missed the precedent for reals. Yeah. So, hey, don't forget anyway. Live 360. They are awesome. And aerosport.fun. It's an amazing game. Love those guys. Thank you all for helping us make this happen. Uh, we don't make a dime off this thing. It costs us to do it. Um, matter of fact, we've got like $7 in the bank right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling in the podcast and do. So if anybody thinks there's like a, I'm just saying, we're, we're it's getting close. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening today. And uh, we'll be back in the next episode. Take care, everybody. We'll see you. Hang in there. You got this. Hang in there. Yeah. Go get on your Zoom call.